Hello and welcome to episode 368 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Now today it is the week of Halloween so I'm going to have a bit of fun and I've got a few gardening horror stories that have been sent to me. But before that let's find out what I've been up to over this last week in my own plots. It's Friday the 23rd of October 2020 today. Had a bit of a sort out at home in the garden today. Particularly on the one bed that I have a beetroot growing. I've harvested quite a bit of uh, the beetroot that is ready. I'm going to use that up for our dinner and various other things. I've still got some that are still in the ground, still still growing. So they will stay in there for a bit longer. I think we've probably got another couple of weeks before it all has to come out. But... um yeah i mean i have to find a way of preserving this beetroot look for some recipes beetroot and vinegar is the obvious one but uh i'll try and think of something else just to because i've got quite a bit of beetroot something a bit different perhaps a, a beetroot pickle or beetroot chutney perhaps i'll have a look and see what i can find anyway yeah i cleared a few of the beetroots out for that and into that i have sowed some of the radish a variety called muncher beer which we hopefully can get away with sowing at this time. It says it can. We shall find out. Now, this isn't the standard sort of salad radish. This is more like a, a, a taper root, more of a, a type of radish you would expect to have for, um, well, in, in Asian dishes, I guess is the way to describe it, Chinese and, and what have you. So we'll see how that goes. See how that goes. I've sowed that, but I've also planted out into that bed some of my spinach plants and my lettuce plants, just filling this bed up these are overwintering plants so they should do okay just go basically making sure i have nothing or no garden not growing anything in that's my idea anyway now after that i have moved my christmas new potatoes into my greenhouse to protect them these were planted i think it was back in august maybe september first year i've actually tried doing them and the idea here is these will provide us with new potatoes ready for the Christmas table when we have our Christmas dinner. So they kind of, at this time of year, they want as much protection as possible in order to keep them growing. And I've noticed that the leaves start to turn yellow in some places. So I figured I might as well just pot them in a greenhouse. I might add a bit more compost um, at a later date, but, but pot them in the greenhouse to keep them warm and uh, we'll see how they get on later on. So that kind of brings up to what I've been doing today. I'm on call this weekend, unfortunately, but I'm hoping we'll find time, certainly, to go down the allotment. So it's Saturday the 24th of October 2020 today, down on the allotment, and I've been down here for a few hours. But before I came to the allotment, I went to a local garden centre, and from there, I brought some violas. Now, this is a VegGrower podcast, so you might be wondering what I'm going to be doing with violas. Well, the idea is these are going to go at home. I'm going to pop them in a, probably in a pot or maybe even into a, a bed or somewhere just to make at home, just to add a bit of colour. But violas, the flowers, are actually edible or can be used in some dishes. So I'm keeping with my whole edible gardening theme so i'm happy with that now that's obviously not going to be done until 
I get home probably tomorrow because I'm trying to spend Sundays at home a bit more and Saturdays on the allotment. But today, yes, I came down the allotment. Now, firstly, I went into the greenhouse and had a check on everything going on in there. Oh my God, the peas in here. The pea plants that I sowed a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, just over a month ago, if I remember right. <laughs> they have grown huge. I'm really, really impressed with the size of these plants and they look incredibly healthy. So I'm happy with those and I'm really looking forward to see how they get on growing over the winter. I've actually got peas growing outside at home. They, they're doing okay, they've germinated, they were much slower, but it does look like a bird or something has been attacking them, so I've had to cover those off. That's slightly off topic. The idea though, about those ones at home, they're gonna go on the allotment outside and just see as a comparison how well they also get on. Now after that I weeded out and I basically spent most of the time down here weeding again. Weeding beds, weeding in between potatoes and and my sweet potatoes and leeks and cabbages. Just um, keeping everything tidy. At the moment it is a case of just keeping on top of the weeding. We, we're still we're still going to have checks, we're still going to gonna have various items that that might cause problems let's say put it like that and then i dug up my entire row of maris piper potatoes gotta say these potatoes are actually looking pretty damn good if i do say so myself plenty of potatoes uh, we'll have those for our dinner tonight and plenty more we'll probably cut some down into chips in the freezer to store them and uh, they should go down really really well so i'm really excited and really happy with that now uh also harvested a few leeks. Now, the leeks aren't doing brilliantly this year. They're quite thin, I think, but I'm sure they will thicken up. I've got leeks in the ground here on the allotment, and I've got leeks in pots here in the allotment and back at home. And in fact, the ones at home in pots are doing better than out of all of them. But the ones in the ground, I just harvested a few, and what I've realised is that cleared enough space that I can start building one of my new beds, which I'm going to aim to do next week. Now, purely because if I've got one bed built, it's going to start moving everything along to the next level and start just um, making it look like we're getting somewhere with this bed. As I said, winter is a time that I try and do infrastructure work, so... Uh, that's a good start. Now after that I harvested a few chilies from inside the greenhouse and now I've packed everything away and I'm going to head home. Like I say I've done a lot of weeding again it feels like at the moment all we're doing is weeding and I think that's going to be the case for the next couple of weeks but we'll get some projects going and we'll move on forward. Well, it's Sunday the 25th of October 2020 today. I'm in my potting shed. We've had a, a, a rather eventful night. We had some really bad winds come through. I've yet to go down the allotment and see quite how everything is down there. But uh, at home, the shed to this potting... The shed? The door to this potting shed had broken throughout these winds overnight. And... Luckily, only have one uh, female quail in here who um, she's injured her leg, leg, which is why she's still in here, but does seem to be okay. 
just checking on everything but it did get really quite wet in here as I can see I've just checked on my bird feed and that all seems okay so that's that's a relief but yeah door got broken and um, was basically open all night because of that now this door is obviously going to be removed soon anyway once I build this new shed as I've been talking about quite a bit lately I'm probably going on about it a bit too much but that was a really annoying that the door was broken because uh, I, I wasn't quite ready for it so I've, uh, I've had to attach a few bits of wood just to reinforce the door together and hold it together as a temporary thing for the time being and it means I've really got to push to fix or build this new shed. After I fixed the shed door I then pot the violas that I bought yesterday into a pot where hopefully they will grow on and look rather pretty. Violas as I've said many times are actually edible and I'm looking forward to to growing a few of those to throw in a salad or something. I seem to talk about salads quite a bit I've realised. Now I don't mind salads we eat them quite a bit and I think they are really easy to grow at home. And I just think something like violas, which add a bit of colour and just add something a bit different to it, really, really work at. Well, just create an, an extra food source. Now, following on from that, I've came into this potting shed where I want to get a few more seeds sown. I'm still sowing seeds and still trying to keep up with, with many, many little things. I've sown some lamb's lettuce on the hope that we can then hopefully get some lamb's lettuce grown, which I quite, I'm quite fond of actually lamb's lettuce. It grows a bit like a weed. In fact, it is known as a weed. But if we harvest it correctly and try and contain it well, we can really get a really good little addition to our pallets. So I've sown those seeds, now sit in here and grow on. And I'm also now just going to sow some dill seeds in order to grow a bit of dill on my kitchen windowsill. I'm quite fond of dill. It's one of those uh, uh, really tasty herbs that we also use quite often. So yeah, that's all really good. Well this is it for today and this wraps up this week's diary section. I'm not going to be able to do anything tomorrow, I know that because it's back to work which I'm really not looking forward to <laughs> and um, I've got the dentist as well so uh, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. What have you guys been up to in your own allotment or garden? Send me an email or something to let me know. Now before I talk about the gardening horror stories that I've received I've got a little commercial break. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. If you are, then perhaps you might consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supporting Members Club. For just £5 a month, you help me keep these podcasts, videos and live shows going and encourage more people to grow their own food. As a thank you, you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content only available in the members area of the VegGrow Podcast website. Extra exclusive podcasts, videos and blog posts only for supportive members. On top of that, each month I send you a gift pack of collection of vegetable seeds that can be sown that very month. And we sow and grow these seeds as part of the club together. Now to find out more, just head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk and click on shop.
Well, as Halloween is approaching this weekend, I thought I would have a bit of fun this week with a bit of a Halloween theme. So I thought I would share a few gardening horror stories that have been sent to me. My first story comes from Karen, and Karen's story starts when she was a child. As a child, Karen would spend her summers with her grandparents. Karen's grandfather was a very keen allotmenteer and would often take Karen down during this time. She was always filled with excitement when she went taken down to the allotment. Her grandfather would get her to help with certain tasks, such as picking peas. But at the same time, could tell when Karen just wanted to go and explore, as she often would do. Exploring around, she would see many of the other allotment plot holders, who on a whole were very warm and welcoming, and would often say hello to Karen. But there was one allotmenteer, however, that wasn't so friendly. Karen never found out his name, but would hear the other plot holders refer to him as Grumpy John. Now one day, Karen was hiding out in the trees alongside John's plot. Somewhere, she would often go and pretend to be a wood fairy when she spotted John on his plot. Karen hid in the trees so John didn't see her. She sensed from John's demeanour that John was in a bad mood. Karen ducked under the growth and hoped John didn't see her. From the undergrowth, she could see that John was being rather aggressive with a fork, stabbing at something on the ground. She couldn't see what John was stabbing at from her position, but eventually he went into his shed. Karen waited a little while before making her break for freedom from the trees back to her grandfather. But just as she came out of the trees, John came out of the shed and John's hands were stained red. Karen screamed, thinking it was blood, and ran as fast as she could back to her grandfather, screaming as she went. John heard the screams and also chased after Karen. John wasn't what you might call an athlete by a long shot, but Karen was terrified and ran as fast as her legs could take her back to her granddad's plot. Her grandfather had heard the screaming and seen Karen running with John chasing after. So he grabbed Karen in her arms and holding the scared child tight, either asked her what was wrong. Karen shouted, his hands are covered in blood, his hands are covered in blood, over and over again. John had caught up by this point and gasped, this is no place for kids while shaking his fist. And at this point, many other plot holders had came over to see what was happening and very quickly a crowd had gathered. Now, while most were trying to comfort Karen, a few had asked John to explain himself. One plot holder who Karen could not remember the name had asked John to show his hands for everyone to see. And as John showed his blood red stained hands, Karen peeped an eye out and then quickly hid it back into her grandfather's shoulder. John Gruffy shouted, I've been harvesting my beetroot, and the crowd let out a sigh and almost a chuckle. Karen's granddad whispered into Karen's ear, It's okay, sweetheart. It's not blood, but beetroot bleeds if you rip the tops off. Look, I shall show you with our own beetroot. Karen had nightmares for a few nights after that event, but has never forgotten the lesson learned that day about beetroot. My next story comes from Michael and Michael's story started when he started walking to and from work after moving house. He took the same route every day and this route would take him past a house on the corner of a street with the most stunning garden Michael had ever seen. He found hedges bordering the boundary always so neatly trimmed with lush green grass always neatly cut. But what Michael really loved was the plants and flowers growing in a garden. You see, Michael had just moved into his house, but it was his first house 
with a garden and Michael's hoping to create his own beautiful sanctuary in his garden. But as a beginner gardener, Michael didn't know where to start, so he would mentally take notes of what he liked as he walked past. But what he really wanted to do was speak to the house owner to learn more about how this garden was created. Unfortunately, Michael never saw anyone in this garden. He knocked on the door several times but never got an answer, but he figured someone must live in this house, but was never around when Michael was. One night, Michael was walking home after visiting a local pub with friends. It was very dark and very late, but as Michael came into view of the house with the stunning garden, he saw a figure in the garden tending to the plants. It seemed a little odd, Michael said to himself. It was really late at night, but here's my chance to ask a few questions. Michael made his way over to the garden and the figure that he saw appeared to be a woman in her 40s with pale skin but her clothes seemed incredibly dated. Excuse me, Michael said, your garden is always stunning. I was wondering if you could share a few tips with me. The figure seemed to continue on with her gardening, almost ignoring Michael. So Michael called again. This time, the figure got up from where she was working. Great, Michael thought. But then the figure vanished into thin air. Michael was stunned. Did he imagine what he'd just seen or had he drunk so much that his mind was playing tricks on him? We just don't know. Now my final story comes from Rachel. Now Rachel and her husband would be given garden names from Rachel's parents. Now they weren't actually all that keen on these garden names but they didn't want to hurt Rachel's parents' feelings. So as more and more names were being given to Rachel and her husband, more and more gnomes were collecting in the garden. One day Rachel returned home to find a package on her doorstep. She opened up the box and inside was the most hideous gnome Rachel had ever seen. The gnome had a face which reminded Rachel of a gargoyle but with a gnome hat and instead of being a very bright and colourful gnome this gnome was incredibly dull coloured. Now Rachel showed her husband and they both agreed it was hideous but it had to go with the rest of the gnomes and so out it went. The next morning, Rachel went into her kitchen and there in the window was this gargoyle gnome staring through the window. That's odd, she thought. I'm sure we put that with the rest of the gnomes. The gargoyle was returned to the other gnomes, but every morning this gnome had moved to a different location. At first, Rachel and her husband thought it was kids playing games, but then things started taking a sinister turn. The other names started to move too, but not in a, a nice, delicate way. Rachel's husband described them as a, being like scenes of the gnomes have been fighting with the gargoyle gnome being victorious and pushing other gnomes off the rockery or plinth on which they sat. Then one evening, Rachel's mum popped round for a cuppa. Rachel's parents just lived round the corner, so it was easy for them to pop in and have a cuppa at a moment's notice. Rachel mentioned what had been happening and how it seemed to start with this gargoyle gnome turned up. I wish you never sent us this one, mum, Rachel said. Rachel's mum replied, sorry love, but we didn't send you that one. Rachel was gobsmacked but also relieved as it meant they could get rid of this horrible gnome. She ran outside there and then and smashed that gnome into tiny pieces. At this point Rachel then heard a roar of laughter coming from her mum. It was then that her mum explained what was making her laugh so much. You see, Rachel's parents were known to be a couple of jokers, always playing practical jokes and making each other laugh. A few years before, 
they decided to play a practical joke on their daughter by buying her gnomes but creating an atmosphere to see how far they could push this joke. Well, <laughs> they discovered the joke could be pushed further and further due to Rachel and her husband being too polite. Then one day, her, Rachel's parents found this gargle gnome while out shopping. Her parents had decided to really take this joke a step further and placed it on Rachel's doorstep knowing with Rachel would pot it with the rest. Rachel's dad was an early riser, so every morning when he got up, he knew he could move these gnomes around without being caught. Once this all became revealed, Rachel saw the funny side and all the gnomes were then removed. Well, I thought I would end on a happy ending with that story as uh, as we close up for this week. But if you have any more gardening horror stories you would like to share, then please get in touch. You can email me, richard at uk. Leave a comment on the website at uk, or find me on social media, just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. Until next time, please take care and please don't have nightmares.